Michelle is a musician with albums released as Everyone Except Me and artist behind the post-apocalyptic webcomic Stray Cats. She's kind, a bit shy, and furiously creative. Henrik is a filmmaker with over two dozen films and TV shows as producer, director, and occasionally host. He also released a couple of music albums. He's bombastic, larger than life, and tenacious almost to a fault. Together, they've been best friends for a decade. This show is awkward. I, uh, there's a quote that I uh, thought about today. And uh, it's not a long quote, but it's, a, it's an old quote about Alexander the Great. Are you very familiar with Alexander the Great? I mean, not, not, not very familiar. Like, you know. Well, that's a disappointment. Um, well, there's a famous quote, which is, and Alexander wept, seeing as he had no more worlds to conquer. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that one before? Yes. And that's how I feel, because today I ordered 1,000 plastic forks. Wow. How much does that cost? $32. <laughs> I I am a terrible person and I use uh I mostly use plastic silverware. It's just who I am inside. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I do. And I'm also not sorry, so I don't know why I kept saying I'm sorry. It, I mean it doesn't work as well, but that's fine. Well, it doesn't work. Well, you know, the day that I'm having like a big juicy steak that you can't use that fork with is the day I I have metal forks. You know, they're there for for auxiliary use. Um, but you know, I ate macaroni and cheese for lunch. Do you think I, did, did I need a metal fork? Did I need a knife? No, no, I did not. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so I use plastic forks a lot. Uh, I usually would buy like 250 of them at Sam's club, but I haven't been to Sam's club in quite a while. So mm-hmm. I decided, screw it. I went on Amazon and I was going to get a hundred forks for, for $11. And then I saw there's a thousand forks and the reviews were moderately good. So these, cause I usually get high quality plastic forks. Mm-hmm. It claims these are heavy duty and the reviews were mostly good. So I figure worst case scenario, they're fine. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, worst case scenario, I return them, but, but, uh, but I mean, worst case really is that they're fine. They're not great, but they're fine. And there are going to be a thousand of them. That should last me years. So what? I'm just trying to think about like, so how many forks do you use a day? I don't always use a fork every day. Really? Uh, there are days where I eat a sandwich, Michelle. But all day? <laughs> I mean, no, I eat it for a small portion of my day, but <laughs> no, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know exactly how long it would last me, but I don't use a fork every day often. Uh, also, but you also got to keep in mind that like, if I get takeout, it comes with a fork. Oh, that's so, an important thing to keep so in mind. You, you use those forks. When yeah. I don't use my forks. I use free forks, oh. forks I paid for, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that they offset the cost. Mm-hmm. It's like taxes. I don't understand how it works. I just <laughs> use it. Uh, and <laughs> I just suffer from it. So I'm very excited because that's just so many forks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to, uh, to living a life as a fork Kennedy, you know, just uh maggoty with forks every day. 
Ah, that's the life I, my mother and my, my uh, immigrant grandparents always wanted for me. Yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, <laughs> one day he will have so many forks. Also, what is this accent? Um, <laughs> it's nothing like the accent of my, of my ancestors, but, um, but yeah, so, uh, that's, I mean, it's hard to top that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, other big news in my life, uh, my introductory rate to AT&T fiber just ended after my first year. So now I'm, I'm paying 20 more dollars. Uh, I thought I'm thinking about calling them and being like, is there any way you can drop it a little bit? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. But to be honest, what I pay is like, not even like, it's worth more to me. (laughs) I have a thousand up and a thousand down. I I know I know that that you you actually get use out of it because I wouldn't it would just be yeah. you know slightly faster it would feel faster but like who cares kind of yeah deal. that's that's why they sell like the one that's like two hundred down and like a hundred up or whatever mm-hmm. which is still insanely fast but now I'm completely spoiled I remember when it was like all right time to upload a movie file to a distributor and it would be like all right twenty seven hours and it'll be done and that's with a good cable connection and mm-hmm. now I'm like mad because I'm like God. I've been waiting here for 45 minutes and it's almost done, but it's not done yet. <laughs> so it's like, it's an, it's a crazy change though. Mm-hmm. Um, for people who don't have to upload things all the time, which is most people don't have to ma- upload massive sized files. You don't realize that your upload speed is just way slower. And, sure. uh, but, but the idea that my, before I got this upgrade, my upload speed was a non guaranteed 10. Wow. And now it's a basically guaranteed 1000. Wow. Like I noticed, cause I remember when I, when I first got it, my download speed used to be like 200 or 150 or no, mm-hmm. no, maybe it was, no, it was a hundred. It was a hundred. It was 100. Exactly. I remember cause the math was so simple. It was 100. So I was oh, like, okay. wow, this is 10 times as fast. And I was mm-hmm. downloading things. I was like, wow, it's moving so quick. And then I was like, holy shit. It's uh, it's a hundred times faster on the uploads. I started uploading things, and I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> this is amazing!" So I may call the promo department and be like, "Is there something you can do?" But I'm really not going to be mad. I mean, I, I pay ninety one dollars a month, and that includes a, a subscription to HBO Max, which is like fifteen bucks, and I would like to have it. So. It's pretty good. And that's after a year of paying $71 a month. Yeah. What? what? You're, you're just, just like, you're insane. Like, that's so expensive. Like so much money. <laughs> what do you want for your internet and what are your speeds? I don't know what my speeds are, but I pay <laughs> $56. Okay. Well, that's not that bad. Um, I mean, mine's a little less than double that, but it probably is like quadruple or quintuple the speed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but so, I, what am I uploading? That I need to upload so fast. Comics. Oh yeah, that that takes all of like <laughs> like two seconds. You're like I do it on cellular because I don't even realize. No, uh, <laughs> no, uh, I mean I definitely pay a premium, but it's for a very premium mm-hmm. service. Yeah, I just I just think that like to be frank, and I pray that AT and T is not listening to this. Um, I would pay like a hundred to a hundred and ten dollars without any complaint for the level of service. Well, I mean, you will eventually pay a hundred to $110. That's not necessarily true. They're not going to just slowly up the price forever. Like they do. Actually, they, they generally drop the price on internet. In slowly. what universe? That's happened. You, you, you've like had your internet provider be like, we're charging you less now. 
I mean, that happened with Spectrum really? eventually. Yeah. I paid when we, when, when Spectrum, when Time Warner became Spectrum, the price dropped. Okay. But, so, but when you had Spectrum for a while, did they eventually raise the price? Uh, the only time I ever experienced any price raises with any of my internet service providers, which were just Time Warner and Spectrum, it was at the end of a promo period. It was never because the price just went up. Oh, well, that's, that's so nice for you. (laughs) I'm just being honest, like, but, and, and with, with, uh, fiber optics, because they're trying to grow market share and become Mm -hmm. the new normal, the price will eventually drop down. Um, but that's cause that's the way they do it though. Yeah, no, uh, I, I understand. I'm just saying all of my experience with, with cable companies is that the price will just continue to go up forever <laughs> unless you, it's then like the same thing with insurance. Because I called them and complained. <laughs> Wait, your insurance goes up? Yeah, you know oh, that. You health insurance? No, no, oh. my homeowner's insurance and my car insurance, they just go up constantly. My car like, insurance is going down. I don't know. I don't know, but it but that's just how <laughs> things are in this area of the country. Like well, yeah, they you just live go a, up. you live in a hell world of the East Coast. But like no, literally <laughs> they for everybody, they just go up constantly until you change to a different insurance company and then they're low. That, that is, I've never, I've never had my auto insurance go up at all it's unless like, I got in a car accident. It goes up every year. That's I have insane. no accidents on my record. I have one ticket from four years ago. Um, I'm very disappointed in you. Yeah, I went through a yellow light and then the, and the cop stopped me and said it was kind of red. And I was just like, I don't artistically. Was he? (laughs) It was so weird, like because it was like the weirdest qualifier. And actually, when he pulled me over, like I was like, it took me like ten minutes to figure out like what light I even went through that was yellow. (laughs) Um, but yeah, but no, every year it goes up, and so it's double. I was paying basically double what I'm paying now because I switched insurance companies. See out here. It goes down every year. No. Until you reach a certain point where they basically say, okay, the only way we can save you money now is pay six months at a time. Mm-hmm. And I'm now, I had an incident, not my fault. You know it, but I don't want to bore everybody else with it. I had an incident where basically, very obscenely long story short, I had auto insurance for nine years. And, oh man, I'm going into it. I had auto insurance for nine years, but I am going to keep it brief. I had auto insurance for nine years. And when I went to buy a new car and get my auto insurance solely in my name, because it was connected to my mother's auto insurance, uh, they were like, you've never been insured. And I was like, but I've been driving legally with an insurance card with my name on it. For, for nine years. And the funniest part is they were like, well, that wasn't valid. I'm like, but I got into three accidents, yeah. uh, only one of which was sort of my fault because I hit a deer. But like, I got into three accidents, and they it, well in the state of Kentucky, it was my fault because I got a point taken out of my license. I know, it. but I'm pissed off about that. <laughs> but, um, but no. So not only had I driven a car, I'd been pulled over and shown that, and they were like, "Yep, you have insurance." I had gotten in accidents and shown the card, and they were like, "All right, we'll fix your car, and the insurance paid for it." Mm-hmm. I. I rented rental cars with the insurance and they were like, here's your rental car. And then, and then all state was like, you uh, have never been insured with us. So 
now I'm like 28 years old buying a car and they're like, your insurance is going to be like $150 a month because mm-hmm. you've never been insured. So I had to go to like safe auto, like the super cut rate, low insurance because they were the only place that would insure me for like $110 a month. Yeah. And I have been on, as you know, a seven year battle getting my insurance rates to where they should be mm-hmm. for my age and my driving history. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, uh, right now I have the lowest possible deductible. I have a hundred dollars deductible and I get renter's insurance and I am paying $30 less than I used to pay for insurance for car insurance. Wow. And it's dropped $10 a year since I switched to that company. That's nice. So I, I, my mind is blown at the idea that your auto insurance goes up every year. And it doesn't even go up like a dollar, you know, like $10. It goes up a substantial amount. Well, maybe it goes up it's like $10 crazy. a month. And I'll, and I just, the thing is like what they want you to do. And what I do is like, I'll look at it and I'll go, okay, that's not that much more. And if I, I got to change insurance companies and I got to like talk to people and I don't want to talk to people <laughs> and, and they might not even be better. So then I just wait for five years and then I like call someone and they're like, okay, cool. You'll be paying half of what you were paying for the last couple of years. Cause well, you know, what's funny is I would have never, when I got my current insurance, which is way cheaper and better, I was already like stuck with my auto insurer and I was working on slowly whittling it down. I do a thing where every, this is so crazy that your insurance goes up because I, every month, every not month, every year, I email my auto insurance guy and say, Hey, can I get a lower rate? Oh, I do that like every year. Now, granted, some of that is because my rate is artificially b- ballooned up. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, eventually, I'm sure I'll hit a, a bottom where they're like, we can't, you can't pay less than like $65 for this insurance, like, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. You just can't. Um, but like, I, I, one time it was actually, I was coming home from your house uh, several years ago. I was driving home and it's a, it's an eight hour, seven hour drive from Philly to Dayton, Ohio. And I got a call and this lady was like, I'm so-and-so from State Farm. Do you have a minute to talk about your insurance needs? And I was like, you're the luckiest uh, salesperson <laughs> ever. Cause I have nothing but time and I am <laughs> bored. So I talked with the lady for like 45 minutes and we like worked out everything I wanted from my insurance. Cool. And she gave me a quote. It was like the best possible situation. Cause you Usually, you know, you're never in the mood to talk about it. But I was sitting in my car and I even told her, I was like, I've got six and a half hours left in this car. You are my entertainment right now. Let's see if we can make a deal. Um, so also, uh, she thought it was funny because I, I, I said, like, well, there's only one other thing. And she's like, what's that? And I'm like, the Dear John. And she was like, what? And I was like, the Dear John. And she was like, do you mean like a John Deere tractor i was like no are you going to tell my auto my current auto insurance company it's not you it's me or do i have to do it and she was Mm like um no you all you have to do is send them an email saying that we'll contact them in your behalf oh and i was like sweet and then she thought it was really funny that i called it a dear john Mm -hmm. so yeah i like that (laughs) i had so much fun talking to that lady and she was like a local agent uh well she represented a local agent. She was like in the office of a local agent. Mm-hmm. So I do miss though my old uh, Allstate, uh, uh, my old Allstate guy, not the one from when they were screwing me, but from a, cause I switched to a different agent when I ended up back at Allstate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do miss that they used to give away free sacks of oranges. Oh, I miss that. Me too. And but I, I could buy a lot of them. sacks of oranges with the like $30 a month I'm saving. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. you know, 
none of this is advice on what kind of car insurance you should buy, by the way. But it is advice that I would recommend you live in Ohio over Pennsylvania, apparently. Or New Jersey. Same or, thing. Well, I would... I think the statute of limitations is up for me to admit that I never registered my car in New Jersey when I lived there because of the um, the astronomical cost of insurance. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, honestly, it's not that bad. What 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 do you pay per month for your for your auto insurance? Uh, let's find out. <laughs> you just so happen to have an auto insurance thing? No, but I I like you know I called that person not that long ago. So I definitely have it written down somewhere. Uh, so uh, I pay. I don't know. I can't really understand <laughs> any of this. One of them I I pay forty nine ninety four, and the other one I pay sixty five fifty one. I so, would guess the forty nine ninety is your homeowners. Yeah, it my probably guess. is. Yeah. Okay, so you pay slightly less than I do for auto insurance. Yay! So I did. Uh, it. But is your deductible low? Um, no, it's not. Ha! It's like, like $500. Take, yeah. Take that. Well, you, that was the funniest part when I talked to that lady on the phone. I just, I was like, and that's a thousand dollar deductible. I was like, my God, that's like $40 or it was like $40 less than I was paying now. So I was like, what would happen if I lowered it to 500? And she, she like got back and she's like, it would be $3 and 70 cents a month more. And I was like, what about 100? And she got back on, she's like, it'd be $6 and like 80 cents more. And I was like, let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I, which is fun because I remember when I had my car and they were, they had screwed me on the insurance. Uh, I remembered being like, my mother was the one who was like, just get, cause I wasn't in great financial uh, circumstances. I had just started working for myself and then I needed a new car. It was mm-hmm. perfect timing. Um, but my mother was the one who was like, just take the highest de- deductible there is. Be careful. And if, you know, something goes wrong, you can borrow the deductible from me to get your car fixed. And I was like, that doesn't make me feel stressed out driving around. Yeah. <laughs> Having the highest possible deductible. Um, man, we, this is exciting stuff for, for early to mid thirties people like us to talk about. <laughs> We're talking about, I'm, I just don't understand the hellscape you live in that insurance just gets more expensive. It just, it just always does. And you have to continuously move from one insurance company to the other insurance company so it can go back down again (laughs) that's so crazy because like with with cable and internet i get it because lots of people complain about their cable getting more expensive and 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 it can there are lots of reasons around here that it can happen like uh your usually it's your introductory rate ends Mm -hmm. that's the big one but then there's also um you know like they change the tiers of service Mm -hmm. so now all of a sudden the service you like uh, fits into a higher tier than it used to. So now it's $75 instead of $60 or whatever. Cause you know, they got rid of the, you paid for 120 gigabytes down and now they only do 200 gigabytes down. And you got to pay more. Mm-hmm. Um, but in general, the services get cheaper to get around here, at least to get people to adopt them. Yeah. See, see around here, what happens? Your slaves. Is- yeah, well, no, 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 like, and there's actually several different, um, like, cable-type companies that I could go to, but what happens is they, you know, there's an introductory price, and then it goes up, but then it'll just keep going up, and sometimes you can get them to bring it back down a little, but eventually you have to go to a different company to get a cheap price again, so those cheap prices are only for new customers. What contracts do you sign that you allow it to just go up at will? It just keeps going up! 
Because I signed a thing that says that after my introductory rate ends, I'm guaranteed that rate for four years. Oh, yeah, I don't have that. Um, <laughs> it, I don't, I think that what like, are they're, they doing to they're you all people like, no contracts, look. <laughs> oh, oh, they act like that's a positive. There's no contract. Yeah, actually, yeah. Um, I haven't had a contract in a really long time. I mean, I'm in a contract, but I can break it. it the mm-hmm. contracts, it's not like you're in a contract with a fucking, I don't even have a word. I don't know what, what contracts can you know be broken. But um, they don't offer a contract. They say no contract. Yay. Why don't they just put like, we want to charge you more over time. Like we want to raise our prices regularly. Because everyone knows that's going to happen. So you don't have to say it. That's so crazy. <laughs> I don't understand. You live in hell. Yeah, I, I know. I mean, also, my, my internet service just went up, and I have no idea why, because I wasn't, like, on an int- introductory, and I <laughs> just, like, went up. Well, now, so, sometimes it's taxes. Oh, yeah. I, I Yeah, I know that, but still. I mean, I don't know if it is taxes in that case, yeah. but I was just mentioning, like, like, like a shift of, like, $4 could be because of municipal changes to mm-hmm. taxes. Mm-hmm. Um so, but that's so weird. I'm sorry. It's just so weird. Cause like I'm looking at my AT&T service right now and I'm like, it's probably, it might get a little more expensive when my contract ends, but o- like, but overall it's going to get cheaper. Cause that's what happens. That is when so new weird. Service, that's, that's so the weird. Way, like what, what kind that's of the way like, every other market is not iPhones not get here, not here. <laughs> it's the other way. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I'm sorry that I'm upset, upsetting you so much. I don't much. understand what you I'm mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, what do you mean the customer is benefiting from something? Get away from me. <laughs> I, I'm sorry that you live in a world where you're just at the, at the, uh, the mercy of these companies. My it's, God. I mean, and it's literally everything. So then, but then it's like real estate taxes go up every year. Like everything goes up every year, all the time, forever. Yeah, well, real estate taxes probably go up around here, but it's very small. Yeah, I mean, it looks small, <laughs> but it when you do it every year, eventually it's a well, lot of money. I, I don't know exactly what the tax on this house is, but you'd probably be very upset if I told you. No, because I kind of know what it was. Because I mean, <laughs> yeah. well, then you're already upset, is yeah, what you mean? Okay, upset. yeah. It's. I mean, it's your taxes aren't as good as like they are like in parts of Western PA, where it's like eight hundred and seventy-five dollars a year in taxes. Oh, sure, those are yeah. fun. But, no, uh, I, I mean, I, I'm not gonna. I don't live in, you know. I mean, I live in a pretty nice suburb in a in a size, decent sized outside of a small size, decent city, whatever you want to call it. So it's like, yeah, my taxes situation isn't great. Mm-hmm. It's just not perpetual hell, apparently. Like, mm-hmm. like where you are. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh. I'm, I'm very sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Um, well, I, I mean, we could talk about taxes and insurance riveting content, <laughs> but I actually, uh, I want, I had something very specific I wanted to talk about today, Oh, which we haven't even gotten to. Oh, sorry. Well, I know how much you love foreign movies. Yeah. Well, foreign content is a better way to put it mm-hmm. from Asia because mm-hmm. you're a weeb. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also like you, you've mentioned like you've liked, um, webtoons from like korea and stuff mm-hmm. i for the first time in i think it was seven or eight years last night i watched a bollywood movie oh a brand new one called zombie ready r-e-d-d-y which is like a provincial name like a last name that shared in a province okay 
um, zombie ready. Uh, somebody had to explain to me that, that ready was a provincial last name because at the end of the movie, when the love interest was like, I love you to the guy, I was like, aren't they, are they cousins? They have the same last name. <laughs> uh, but, um, it was shot. It was the first, uh, it was one of the first Bollywood movies shot when the lockdown ended in India the first time around. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it features the song Corona, go, go Corona. Really? Uh-huh. Apparently that was a hit song in India. It was a song wow. about Corona and it, it's a zombie movie, obviously, because of the zombie in the title. Mm-hmm. Um, the opening of it is so bizarrely like, uh, insensitive <laughs> about coronavirus. Um, and, uh, and it also has like little references to like the idea that it started in a laboratory and, and then a bat got it, but they don't like say it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's suggested. <laughs> Um, there are only two musical numbers, which I was surprised. Yeah, uh, me too. And it was only two hours and 10 minutes long, which also surprised me. Um, why? I, uh, I don't even know where to start. Uh, it was really fun. I, I, I gotta admit, I liked it. Um, I thought the ending was like stupid and forced and it was just, everything was happy and perfect at the end, which was mm-hmm. a little like weird. Um, also, <laughs> um, the bad guy of the movie, <laughs> this isn't a big spoiler, but like the, the reason everyone hates this one guy is because he backed out of an arranged marriage, like, oh. like, like 40 years ago. And I was like, man, India's weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, um, so, uh, the idea is that like the coronavirus lockdown just ended and now they're, they're, uh, uh, this main character named Mario, he's a video game designer and he has to go out into the middle of this, this out of out in the middle of nowhere province of India, uh, because his friend, who is his coding guy, is getting married, and he needs him to fix the code because his video game got a million downloads, but it turns out the later levels don't work right. Oh no! So, but they end up stuck in this weird family feud where these two families hate each other, and they're going to murder their friend who's getting married. Oh! But then on top of that. There are zombies start a zombie outbreak is starting because Mm -hmm. this guy. Oh, oh yeah. That's the thing. So the zombies are created by, um, human testing of COVID-19 vaccines. Oh, okay. All right. So that makes sense. Yeah. It was weird as hell. Um, had some funny stuff, uh, really funny stuff. I mean, it was meant to be funny. Uh, like, uh, at one point they dress up like zombies uh, you know, in order to uh, fool the zombies into not knowing that they're zombies, and it totally doesn't work. Like good, the zombies just good, try to start eating. Because it totally them wouldn't work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh. <laughs> but then, uh, but then there's a great part where, like, where they're like, no, it's the smell. It's our smell. So he covers himself in kerosene. Uh, which, and I know that this is a terrible thing to say, but I remember I, I I turned to my buddy Dave when that happened and I was like, and I was like, dude, I'm sorry. I don't mean this to be mean, but in an Indian, like a traditional Indian household, the worst smelling thing they had was kerosene, like strongest smelling thing. Come on. Your food is delicious, but it has very pungent aromas. Mm Mm-hmm. I love Indian food, but all I was thinking was like they could have went in the kitchen and found something that covered smell better than kerosene. Yeah, yeah but but they all you know like they're all used to like the smell of of like that's, that's food. true. So 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 then he's running through the zombies covered in kerosene and they don't notice him because they can't smell his human flesh. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a drunk guy accidentally sets off a bunch of fireworks, so he has to do like dance moves to dodge fireworks flying by him while he's covered in kerosene. Wow. Really cool scene. Yeah, really fun sequence. Um. The movie was great 
it was bizarre. <laughs> um, but I just, yeah, it had been so long since I sat and watched a Bollywood because I got to admit, you know, I've watched a lot of Bollywood movies when I was younger and I had trouble getting through, like some of them were three and a half to four hours long. Wow. And they'd have like parts where they broke into song for no reason, but the songs would be like four minutes or five minutes long. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember watching one where the guy was like, I have to fly to London and do something about this. And then he arrives in London and then there's like a literal like two or three minute montage of like shots of London to music. But I mean like a, a full wow. song worth wow. because those movies are more exper- experiential for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like they want to go to the theater and like laugh and hang out with their friends and clap along and, and, and sing along and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So the movies draw out more. But then when you're sitting there watching it when you're 19 years old on like a bootleg DVD, yeah. you're like, what is this? <laughs> what am I watching? Because uh, the Dayton area, we have a pretty big Hindi population. And uh, that's why it was playing in my uh, at my local theater. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, was because, uh, although I was at a private screening, uh, cause a friend had rented the theater. So I was like, okay, cool. So I can sit way over here and watch the movie <laughs> away from people. Um, so, but we were watching, uh, yeah, so we watched zombie ready and, uh, there are lots of Bollywood movies that play at that theater because they fill the, the theater up or they mm-hmm. used to now they, they, uh, vaguely fill up the theater, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I really had a great time with it, like to the point where if it had had a good ending, I, I just didn't like the ending. It felt like it was just like they had to end it that way because that's what's expected of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, if it had had a good ending, I would have been like, oh, my God, I got to get this on Blu-ray <laughs> like because it was super ridiculous and fun. I started to like the characters, um, although they had a bad habit of like working really hard to make you like a character. And then that character just disappeared. Like at the end, the guy that we were like, oh, thank God they didn't murder him just wasn't even there. Oh, and I was like, what happened to that guy? I cared that that guy lived. And now he's like, not even at the dinner table at the end. Like, okay, whatever. I mean, he wasn't the main character, I guess. Um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I wasn't planning on seeing a Bollywood movie, but a friend of mine was like, I rented this theater. You should come and watch it. And I couldn't think of a reason to say no. Yeah. Yeah. So I did. Uh, cool. I, I went and saw it. Have you seen any Bollywood movies? Do you watch any Bollywood stuff? I don't think I've ever seen a complete Bollywood movie before. And you'd think that I, I probably should have because I, I grew up in an area with a large Indian population. I, re- I definitely think I recall that. Yeah. Like, definitely I mean, I, mean, like I would visit you and I remember there being like Indian people in yeah. your neighborhood. Yeah, so. a lot of them. So, and there were definitely theaters that showed like Bollywood movies, but I just never... And and I also had friends that were Indian, and so I guess, but I didn't really have real friends. So <laughs> you were you were like, I don't care about it if there aren't body pillows based on your movies, then it's not <laughs> worth my time. That was your stance. You were like, sorry, pal, I'm not doing it, man. Yeah, sure. J- Japan or GTFO. <laughs> no, uh, I I would recommend. Uh, uh, if you want, if you're curious, just Google like good Bollywood movies and watch one. Yeah. Um, the thing that really weirded me out, that's what I almost forgot to mention, was that every time someone smoked or drank alcohol on in the movie, there was a little warning in the side of the screen anytime they were telling you that smoking and drinking is bad. Interesting. I mean, I'm assuming that's what it said because it was in Hindi. But oh, it had, so but it had know. like a little outline of a bottle with a cross over it, like crossing it out, and a circle with the smoking with the crossing out, and it was literally on screen with 
the uh, the alcohol or cigarettes or whatever. So if he was smoking a cigarette and talking to somebody, when it cut to the person he was talking to, there was no warning on the screen. And then when it cut back to the guy <laughs> holding the cigarette, the warning was back on the screen. And then it cut away, there was no warning. And then when it cut back, wow. there was a warning on the screen. Um, which uh, is just fascinating to me. Because mm-hmm. like, like in America... You know, they'll, they'll do that thing where they say like all depictions of tobacco in this film were solely artistic and we received no product placement money for, you know, the whatever. Uh, and there they're like, we put it on the damn screen mm-hmm. like, right yeah. there. It's interesting. Uh, <laughs> so, um, which was funny because like you'd think they'd just not smoke. Mm-hmm. Like well, if it's a bad thing. Well, no, not necessarily because I'm sure, you know, sometimes you just want to have characters that, that do things. That aren't perfect. But I, I guess, but I wouldn't have known that that was the thing they're doing to not be perfect if there wasn't a warning on the side of the screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really it was weird. so weird. It was so weird. I do just want to say while we while you, while we were talking about this, I was thinking about it, and I'm actually not sure zombies could smell you because they're people based things, and people just don't have great noses. Um. You know? So, maybe they can't. But the movie said they could. Okay, I just meant zombies in general. I didn't, because I said that's that's not going to work. And now I'm like, well, maybe it would. They're just people. Well, in The Walking Dead, they smell. Um, Mm -hmm. They smell, because there's that whole part where he covers himself in the gore of of another zombie in Mm -hmm. order to, to walk through them. The idea is that they smell um, flesh. I mean, how would they? How would they recognize you beyond smell? What they just look at you and go like, "Oh, oh you don't look person. like like there are like a hundred zombies, but you're a person." Like, how would they notice? Okay, the difference? so how is that any different than smell? Because it's still like the same thought process that's going on. Either it's visual or it's it's. Yeah, um, well, but then there's like zombies like in Shaun of the Dead, mm-hmm. where they all you had to do was go. Yeah, and then and the yeah, they wouldn't didn't attack even you. Notice you. Yeah. yeah, so I mean. I just don't think, you know, if we're going to say that a brain can be reanimated, then why couldn't it engage the olfactory sensors uh, to be stronger than they used to be? I mean, I I guess it could. It's just like when you have things that are kind of like rotting and stuff, like that's the thing that gets better, like smell. (laughs) I'm just saying, I mean, their brains are clearly going through some kind of change. Mm. So why wouldn't they be able to smell? No. Okay. I also, mean, the the zombie in Return of the Living Dead, uh, one of the zombies in there says he can smell your brains. He can't smell people's brains. But he said he could, and he hey, was a zombie. Hey, I well, can he say a, a lot of things. Doesn't mean it's true. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a fair point. I'm just somebody. I mean, well, and and Return of the Living Dead zombies are different. They're the brain hungry zombies. But mm-hmm. still, I I mean, I don't. I'm just saying. Like, you look at like the concept of a zombie apocalypse, do you go, they smell human flesh? Very unlikely. It's like, okay, but they are walking corpses. Um, but that part you're just, you made peace with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, we all have like our perfect zombie. Like, do you have a, a, a zombie that's perfect to you? No. Like like a depiction of zombies that is like that's like the zombie that you appreciate or you find the scariest or whatever. Cuz I'm like straight up a Dawn of the Dead zombie guy. I've just always been uh, a Dawn of the Dead zombie guy. They're just grayish and they shamble and mm-hmm. and and they're hungry and they're slow. 
I've always found that scary because I, I the idea that they're so slow always scared me because it meant that you would underestimate them mm-hmm. and then you'd regret it. So granted, you only saw Dawn of the Dead since lockdown because I made you watch it with me once yeah. over the internet. Yeah. But that's a good ass movie mm-hmm. uh, about zombies. So you don't have like a zombie. A fa- Do you have a favorite zombie movie at all? I'm not sure. What the? Gosh. I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> you should have known we were going to end up talking about zombies. But, oh, I don't know how. I wrote you a note that told you we were going to be talking about it. I didn't I didn't send it to you, but I wrote it. You have to, Yeah, you have to send them to me. Uh-huh. Talk, talk, uh. talk. This is always what you do. You always try to put me in this box. <laughs> but anyway... If you're if you're out there and you like Bollywood movies, Zombie Ready is totally worth your time. And if you don't like Bollywood movies but you've never se- or, or you've just never seen one, totally worth your time. It's so bizarre and and funny. It was very funny. There was a lot of great humor in it. So, um, yeah, there, there's this one character that's like. Uh, that's like uh, when everybody shows up to go back to work, he puts on his mask and he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, COVID. And he's like, you have it? And he's like, I could. And, and they laugh. Mm-hmm. Well, no, they laugh. And then he's in the car and he makes the guy dig out a bottle of pills from the dashboard to give him one because he's driving. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he takes the pill. And he's like, what are those pills for? And he's like, malaria. And he's like, you have it? And he's like, I could. And you realize that he's, <laughs> <laughs> that he's like, um, uh, he's a hypochondriac. <laughs> so it's pretty funny. <laughs> Good. Um, also, uh, always blows my mind. It had been a while since I watched it. Always blows my mind when they just say whole sentences in English for no reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like they're sitting at a table with a bunch of people from like the deep part of India. And it's like what, and they're saying in you know in uh, some kind of a Hindi dialect. You know what? What do you do? And he says, "I'm a game designer." And you're like, <laughs> "Why did you say that in English?" <laughs> um. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I know, but I mean, I, I, I know that they, uh, Indians in, in particular, though, they've had a lot of exposure to English because of the, the British, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. co- colonies and stuff out there. So I, it makes even, it makes more sense than Japan, honestly, because that always blows my mind when we're watching uh, anime and somebody will say, say uh, like a, a phrase in English, mm-hmm. like, a, like yeah. a saying in English. And I'm always like, what the, what in the, huh? Yeah. What's weirder is uh, in, 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 in anime kind of stuff, at least um, when they like, they decide they're going to have um, American characters and they have them talk in English and they're like, it's like really hard to understand. <laughs> um, and like the words don't quite make sense. Those are my favorite. Yeah. I haven't experienced enough of that yet. Well, I, I mean, can- other than when we watched Trigun, I enjoyed them writing the wrong English words <laughs> on like town names and stuff. Like yeah, they, they would I'm- bash the stampede. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that wasn't even that bad. But like stuff like <laughs> stuff like um, Sword Art Online. There's like all these. It's like in a game, and then all there there are all these American gamers that come in, and they're like fighting, and so you hear them talking, and they say like the weirdest things like to each other, you know, like that like no one would ever say that they that spoke. Like I wish I could remember them, but I can't. And that sounds like something you would say in English. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, as long as you've got a zombie clause in your insurance, that's what really matters. I don't have that. Um, the other thing that blew my mind, uh, just by the way, was that uh, it. 
I hadn't actually watched like a new zombie movie in forever. Um, because that, that trend is as eased. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of wild to watch a new zombie movie, even if it was, you know, mostly played for laughs. Um, but then there'd be moments that were like insanely gory out of nowhere. And you just kind of like, Oh, okay. (laughs) And then it's like, all right, back to the lols. Let's get back to those lols. Um, I also last night watched songbird, which is a movie that was written during lockdown. And it was the first film in Los Angeles shot when the lockdown initially ended in July and August. Hmm. Um, and it's about a lockdown. Uh, it's about COVID 23. Oh. And, and uh, it was pretty fascinating. The, uh, the government in Los Angeles has become completely totalitarian and the department of sanitation has taken over everything. Cool. So now the Department of Sanitation has like armed guards and trucks that come and pick you up and iPhone apps that tell tell them if you're infected or not. And if you're infected, you get thrown into the Q zone, which is the quarantine area where you're expected to probably die. Oh, okay. Um, and like no one's allowed to leave their homes and people are reporting each other. And uh, but and if you're immune, you get a special wrist thing that says you can go wherever you want because you're immune. Mm-hmm. But um, but immunity is extremely uncommon. So people hate immune people because they get to just go wherever they want. They don't have to wear masks or anything. And and they just kind of have carte blanche. So they call them munis. They're like, go on move along, muni. Like they just hate them. I I think if the I would think the immune people would like wear masks and stuff anyway just to be nice. Nope. I hate them too then. <laughs> but but the munis aren't allowed to really be around their loved ones if they have like a job. Like the main character he's a delivery person because there's no better delivery person than an immune person. Mm-hmm. You know to to drive pa- ride packages around on uh bicycles. And uh th- there there's a whole uh there's a whole thing where people are just like, he's like crosses through like police barricades and they're just always so mad when they realize he's immune because he gets to just walk around like life's normal, but you can't see your friends and family because it could be all over you. So you, oh, you yeah. have to hide. Oh yeah. I guess it spreads through everything then. It's just, well, kinda... Oh, well this is like uh it's also like almost entirely fatal. Okay. So, and, but the worst part is so that the, the I guess one of the big things in this, uh, this version of Los Angeles, uh, is that they, uh, people are mad because they're not doing any widespread immunity tests. So the only way to find out you're immune is like if a family member dies of it in the house with you and you don't get it. Wow. That's the only way to know. Wow. So it's, they don't like test you for immunity they, or they claim that there is no way to test. Um, but you know what? The first thing I said when I started watching it to my buddy was, I was just like, man, I wonder what the business is like selling those illegally. It turns out 150 to $200,000 for one. If you sell it illegally. Wow. Uh, yeah. But it's like, like a full blown passport. Like it has to be registered to your social security number and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is fascinating. Like the department of sanitation becomes this huge monolith. I thought that was a pretty fun concept. It's mm-hmm. not a smart movie. It's a really kind of silly action thing with some minor commentary also really fun because like because everybody is isolated in the movie uh very few actors actually are ever in the same room there's like there'll be like three actors who interact with each other and then they'll be on the phone with another group of like two or three actors who all interact with each other um that's the movie that screen actors guild shut down because of the fear of the coronavirus and then they the next day they let it be open um 
but it was funny because I was like, because I was reading about it and they were like, yeah, they were allowed to film the movie as long as they kept the cast and crew to less than 40 people. Which wow. is sounds like a lot now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh but it was a fun movie, you know, it had some cool stuff. Uh, uh some cool stuff in it, so I enjoyed it. Um so Yay. Yeah. I just I had to watch it cuz I was like, ah, some good old escapism, a movie about an infectious disease keeping everyone indoors. Yeah. Why yeah. not? Yeah. <laughs> so, it was uh it was it was interesting. So I don't know. I, I uh, but it was no it was no zombie ready. Why are you looking at me like that? No, everything's no. You're good. <laughs> Do you think I've finally broken? Because now I'm watching Bollywood movies. Like no. that's just the level I've gotten to. No, I mean I think that that's totally acceptable. Then why are you making that face? I don't know. <laughs> and Michelle's just like I'm calling the police as soon as this ends. <laughs> We're all very worried about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just blink twice if you're being held captive. I'm not allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can email us at thisshowisawkward at gmail.com or go to awkwardshow.com or whatever. See you next time.